waiting Hello, for. We are live. live. Welcome to episode 18 of Live Lunch. Um, just to say, next week is our season one finale of Live Lunch. Yeah, We've done an entire season of uh, 19 episodes. 19 episodes feel, would feel like a good episode number to close the season on. Yeah. Uh, we take a break for Easter and then we come back to you with season two. Are we taking a break at Easter? I feel like we should. We deserve is that a break. break. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. We will have... Um, we'll be an Easter episode. I feel like you want to do an Easter... Do you want no, to do an Easter I'm sure with that. I, yeah, no, you're, you know, you, you're the director. This we, is all... You, you, I, yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, I, I trust the wisdom of the directorship. I'm... I'm just as long as you have a blooper reel, that's fine for this first season. I mean, the whole thing is it's a blooper live. reel. Yeah, I know. The whole thing is a blooper <laughs> reel. I'm kidding. And then, and then presumably, series one, series two, we start with some trailers. It's giving me more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Why are Just, we having you know, this conversation things, things live? Previously on, on series one. Couldn't we not have this yeah. conversation after the <laughs> show finished and then None we can have suggestions. quite a robust... Yeah. Disagreement on what people do. Last Sunday, along with Ed, our video producer just taking a big sip of coffee and looks like she's about to spit it all out <laughs> onto all our expensive kit. Thus yeah. ending live. Can we make her spit it out? Come on! <laughs> no, no, spit that close. out. Spit that coffee <laughs> out. It's too hot to Can swallow. We get the camera on spit her. it out! Get the camera on her. All over the place. No, she wouldn't do that. No, she is still in. She's way too elegant. It's still, if you're listening to the to the podcast, our video producer, Eva. Well done, the she, she, she finished it. She, she did it. She she did it. Yes, she did it. Way to go. Season, the finale is going to have a lot more of that. Let's have a lot of fun. We could plan like some really fun things for the season. We have planned a lot of fun things for the season one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. last Sunday okay. was Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Did anybody do anything special for their mums? <laughs> no. I did. I, 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 yeah, I hope we all did, didn't we? Yeah, I said it first. Awful silence. Flowers. It's pretty good. Flowers. We're in a room full yeah. of people and nobody has piped up. Yeah. I, well, I, I said special. Everybody does flowers I and cards. My and kids presents. took their mum to lambing. Ah. Yeah. On Sunday? Yeah. We no, I went lambing on Saturday. I didn't see any. Slaughtered some lambs. No, we didn't. Wow. We, we, saw, we saw some newborn lambs. Oh, which is, it's a bit of a, a um, annual ritual. It's a bit of a spring ritual we kind of... We put on a druid's outfit and yeah, we go yeah, out yeah. to the hills and slaughter yeah. something. No, that 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 part's not true. We go. I, was, I, I just I'm just fixated on slaughtering. I've already been reading Isaiah. Lunch we, will come soon. We, yeah. yeah, lunch. lunch. Um, no, we went out to uh, uh, yeah, nice place to see lambs being born. It's nice for the kids and, and Kate likes it. Oh, so it's all very cute and had ice cream. They, they, they'll they'll go anywhere if you give them ice cream. Yeah. The, the, kids, the, the kids, the lambs, yeah, not the lambs. The lambs, they're not so into the ice cream. Yeah, we went lambing, but we didn't see any lambs being born. We went to the middle farm. No, we didn't see any being born this time. Yeah. No, we've seen some being born. Once we went, and there was a lamb that was like, you know, it, the birth took a long time, and everyone was saying the crowd was getting bigger, and it was like, oh, this could go wrong. And the, the, the farm hands knew what they were doing, but we didn't know that they knew what they were doing. It just looked like... This is not a pretty sight. It's just, but but everything was fine and, and it was all quite moving actually. And they come out and they just walk around. That's the strange. Have you seen this? Yeah. No. They just get out of their oh, mum's just and just it's walk around, run around. around, just like fall out and yeah. Run wow. They literally just get fall out and then they get up and walk around. So correct me if I'm wrong. And my again, kids did not do that. <laughs> the, the human Spent baby is making excuses about. I can't. It seems like the human baby take the longest time to learn how to walk. Yeah. Of all living beings. 
that about? Yeah, why didn't that feature in the whole theory yeah. of evolution? Living on benefits. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, there is something in that though. The, 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 long, the, the reality is that human beings do take the longest time to, uh, to be uh, parented, you know, you know, but, you know, to be properly looked after. Nurtured. Nurtured. And there's, that's, that's, that's a reason. There's a reason for that. What is it? Well, Book of Proverbs. It's like every you've got to learn so much from your parents. Mm. There's more wisdom to learn. To learn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cows and sheep don't need wisdom. Humans yeah. do. We're born to rule creation, not just make milk and beef. Mm. Especially so, if so you're we... a lamb, making beef would be a bit... <laughs> that would be gross. <laughs> that would be amazing if you were a lamb. <laughs> that would be cruel. Beef, that would be hideous. <laughs> what a thought to put in my mind. My wife... Hmm? We were at Middle Farm, right, yeah. next to this massive fat pig that was, like, lying <laughs> up in the field. They have that over the, over the shed. And lying in, the, the, in the, the field. We were standing next to this pig. Yeah. And she starts feeding our two-year-old son a sausage roll. Who does? My wife. Okay, so I thought it was about the pig the now. Pig was getting no, the pig well, the pig was there. And it's all right. She fed our child a sausage roll next to the pig. Yeah. That did must she, be some form make, of animal did she make cruel. snide comments while she did it? Did she, no, she just looked at me. Oh, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Hey, pig. Look what I'm doing, massive fat pig. I know someone who fed chicken to their chickens. And so that is bad. Oh. That is worse than just eating a sausage roll in front that's, of a pig. That's wrong. Yeah, exactly. And I was quite distressed. eat those chickens? Do they do it like a vicious cycle? Yeah, probably. Feed that to the next chicken and next chicken. Maybe that's, that's how it works. So yeah, maybe really we've, un- we've kind of uncovered KFC's whole <laughs> mass system. Oh. If you are from KFC, that is not a fact that you are saying. It's not an opinion no. that is expressed by this organisation. No, it's that is not. Just but it is from Burger King. Silly talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other, other burger chains are known, are allowed. Are you had a really good uh, Mother's Day story. Oh, yeah, it's not my own. I did send uh, flowers to my mum, by the way. My mum does love me still. Yes, Um, (laughs) earn mummy's love. It's all good. Uh, But Jesse Fellingham, he went out for Mother's Day. It was a couple of days before Mother's Day. Um, He just went out. Yeah, yeah, he did. He went out. 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 Um, Painting the town, mate. Jesse Fellingham is how old is he? 14. So 14, so this is not, yeah. Yeah, it's like a 14-year-old boy, um, teenage he boy. He got a suit. He borrowed a suit from Adson and um, took his mum out for dinner, or a massive surprise to her, uh, took, him, took her to Café Rouge, paid for Ooh. all of it, and she was so nicely surprised and loved it all. Wow. And, um, yeah, it I was, just thought it was, it was, quite it was great. Something I saw Nathan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, Jesse. Adson saying, yes, boy. Nice. Like a suit. Quite something. <laughs> wow. It is very, very touching. I don't think I did, I did anything for my mom when I was a teenager. As for Mother's Day, I just said, "Where's my food?" or something. It was a terrible. Well, we child. can we can we can deal with that sin in yeah. the past. Can, if you me. want to share it, even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, that, uh, is that all this is now? It's no, this is not a confession time. Bless you, bless you, my son. Thank you, mate. Ten minutes, and we've not even got to the <laughs> Bible. So we're trying to keep put it it's off. So this Sunday, <laughs> where's the food? I'm oh. hoping it arrives soon. Not that I'm impatient or anything. I'm hoping it arrives soon. I'm, I'm hungry. Um, Matthew 5, verse 38 to 48. Do you want to read that? Sure. It's a very interesting bit of scripture for Mother's Day. Yeah. But with that yeah. in the back of your mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matthew 5, verses 38 to 48. Um, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I say to you, 
Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amazing. Is it just me, or every time somebody reads or teaches on this verse, I just want to get up and slap them and see how they respond. <laughs> just let's really put this into you. practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the idea. Excellent. No, just me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're all waiting for you to try it. <laughs> the, best, the best way to, to teach others is to, to lead by yeah. example. So just yeah. next time. But it's leading by example saying, you slap me and let me demonstrate what I say. <laughs> let me teach you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, but on a more serious note, practically, how, how do we apply? Okay, sorry, one step before that. This bit of scripture or these, these 10 verses that we've just read can be bro- broadly broken into two parts, a part on mercy and then the part on grace, mm. uh, turning out the uh, cheek and then loving and praying for your neighbors. Mm. Um, so mercy and grace. So if we focus on mercy and then move to the grace part of it, um, practically, what does it look like to uh, outwork turning the other cheek? Isn't there something in us which just naturally responds to our rights being diminished or, or, or taken away or us being violated or be wrong done to us and how can we find how do you find joy in the midst of that happening so that's really my question how does one practically yeah. outwork or live these verses of turning the other cheek i i guess i, I think you're asking the big question there because it it it, it uh, seems to me that it all relates back to what jesus came to do and what the law uh, could not do what the law of Moses commanded but didn't particularly empower um, because be, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect is oh, that's, a diff- that's a difficult verse I was going to get to that at the end what, what does that mean? well I think it's linked to what you're saying isn't it because it, it, it's, it's all a hugely demanding yeah. teaching here it's, it's a hard teaching and this is say. New Testament yeah, and yeah. Jesus. Well, it goes to show that it's a, it's a it's a complete um, mistake to sort of make out that the New Testament is just that you know the line is now a little lower, a little easier for you. Don't see that here. Um, but what what you see, perhaps one way in, is to to link it to the, the be be perfect as I am perfect, says the Lord. Is 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 actually in Moses. So that's back in the in the law in the Torah, um, the call to perfection. Uh, but it's it's a perfection that's that's um, that's shown in, in God Himself. That, that the Yahweh is perfect. The Lord, I, the Lord, am perfect. You you must if you're to be my people, you need to become like me. Um, but the Lord didn't. The people of Israel under the Lord did not achieve that, and in fact came woefully short of it um, in all kinds of ways. And, and Jesus is, is, is really bringing something that's kind of continuous with that. Be perfect. Uses an interesting, perhaps new phrase, as your heavenly father is perfect. Mm. And, uh, and even speaks in those terms when he says, by this way you'll show that you are the children of the father. This is, this is, this, this, in other words, a bit, this is how the family likeness is shown. So back at the beginning of the, the sermon in, in the, the Beatitudes, the, the, 
near the very end, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Um, family likeness, looking like your father, is shown particularly in the way you handle, well, the way you spread peace, the way you show mercy, the way you show forgiveness and, and, and love and grace for people. Because this is the heart of God on display. We can't do this without having received it. That was the part that the law in itself couldn't do. It couldn't change the heart. It could only, in the end, point out our failure. Be perfect. It's not happening, is it? And that's, that's all that the law can achieve. And I sometimes use the illustration of, of with my kids. If, if, uh, if, if I tell one of my kids to uh, behave better towards their sibling, you know, lo- love your sister, don't hate your sister, love her, well, that's kind of helpful. At least, you know, it's accurate in terms of the, the ethics of it. It's the right thing to say in a sense. But it doesn't have much power in it on its own because it doesn't achieve what I'm really wanting to achieve. So, you know, I use the illustration of what if my, if my kids are playing in the garden and I see uh, my son near my, my daughter with a, with a stick on the floor. I don't say, if I, well, if I say, don't, you know, don't hit your sister with the stick. That's all he's thinking about. That's up until that point. He wasn't even dreaming of it. Right now, all I've done is put the ideas in his head of his sister's head and stick. And it's like, wow, a whole new world of possibilities. And so the, the law has only really achieved something a little negative there, putting an idea in. Now, then I have to apply a sanction. It's like, don't, don't hit your sister in the head with a stick or I'll get you. Um, well, that, that, that will achieve a certain result. You know, he won't hit his sister. But the reason he might hit her is not because he loves her, it's because he doesn't want to be God. Because he's, he's just, he's, it's still self-preservation. In the end, it's not love, it's, it's, it's selfishness that will drive obedience. And Jesus is not calling us to selfishness at any point in the Sermon on the Mount. He's calling us to the kind of obedience that is fueled, yeah, is, is, it comes out of love. And, and I, I think that there's a clue here in the way that he's drawing us back to, to the Father, saying, look, what is he like? What's he like? Remember what he's like. And the more you know what he's like, the more you've noticed the way he's been with you, the more that kind of love for others will will be natural to you. I don't mean it will be always easy, but it will be the obvious natural extension. Mm. Um, I've received love from the Father, and my love for others is a reflection of that. So what I want with my kids is for my son to have within him the same love that I have for my daughter. Mm. That's why I don't want him to just be, I can't hit my sister because my dad will kill me. Mm. It's gotta be, no, I would never hit my sister because I, I love her the way my dad loves her. And that's what God's trying to achieve in us. He's trying to cause in us the same love to, to well up mm. for others that he has for them. Right. He's not trying to drum a kind of a robotic obedience into us There's no, where there's no heart behind it no but he's trying to create within us a lot. And, and actually if that if that happens without grace without us first seeing how much we've been loved and forgiven the fuel won't be there and we'll always be like that car that's kind of you know you just try and start it there's nothing in there is no petrol it's just just an engine you know jabbering so food perfectly on cue oh, glory. i think he's been standing there waiting oh, thank you so much for a good time thank you Thank you, yeah, Dan. Yours looks a little bit sad, you are perfect <laughs> as our Heavenly Father is perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Brilliant. So, so I don't think this, this command can be obeyed 
in the way it's intended by sheer willpower. Bless you, Dan! Thank you very much. So good. Mm. If we just try and do it through just trying to be more perfect, then, then it, will, it will lead to despair. But by starting with the, the grace that's been given us in Christ, yeah. there's, a, there's a adopting the ways of our fathers. So going back to the whole turn the other cheek mm. um, side of things, I mean, this is really interesting because on one hand, we would say that God, in some ways, doesn't turn the other cheek. He takes justice and he takes his, his holiness and his honor very seriously. He sent his son to die. Yeah. How does that fit in with the whole, well, you've got to turn the other cheek? Or am I reading the verses wrong? Or is, is personal justice not applicable in this situation? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to personally struggle because I'm now very distracted <laughs> to know what's in this bag of food. So. Oh. oh, wow, okay. Oh, sorry, it, uh, wings. Chicken wings. Okay. Wings, we've had wings before. From Lost Boys, which are at the Joker, near the Clarendon Centre. And we love wings. Lost Lost Boys, shout out. Thank you. Well done, thank you. Good food. Thank you. Excellent. Susie, what Um, would you say turning the cheek looks like? Giving someone else chicken wings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know, I think it's... It's really hard because, like you said, like your natural response when someone insults you is not to then go and bless them. Um, I've got a really silly example, which is where um, I've got three sisters and one of them took one of my jumpers back to uni without asking. And borrowing clothes if you live in a girl's household is quite a tense kind of area. Mm. And I only found out because I saw a picture um, and I was like, I just, I was like, how could you tell me off for taking your stuff and then you take my things away? Um, and then I was... Does this story end well or are you just getting at her? <laughs> no, this, this, has a, this has a solution. No. I was reading, I was doing the Bible in the year reading, which, cheeky plug, um, get on the Emmanuel Bible in the year. We are manual.com slash Bible. Yeah. yeah, really good. Um, back in January. We didn't write it. Just can't, <laughs> can't claim that. No. Um, and I, I got to this passage and it was like, do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. And I just texted my sister, getting cross I've taken my clothes. And God just convicted me. And I was like, no, actually, you can have that jumper. And I'm sorry for getting cross about something wow. so silly. Brilliant. So that was really actively like I actually had to be like, no. Where it was honour that felt a bit insulted. It was just close, but it felt like my honour being insulted. <laughs> um, I was like, actually, it's not important, and I've got to do what God's calling me to. That's so good. Mm. That's good. So, 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 so the thing that that was going on inwardly was um, the thing that had caused a, a, a reaction within you. You were sort of seeing it in perspective. Yeah. Seeing it it doesn't have the 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 big kind of monstrous. Um, importance that that it claims to have. Yeah. I can I can just laugh at it mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think that your question about um, what was your question? You, where you the way you before the food came in? Or Sorry, we have distraction. Uh, <laughs> and both and food just ruins us. Multitasking and guys, mm. we just no good. So okay, <laughs> you were asking a question mm. about. If if uh, we're not called, we're not meant to turn the other cheek or bring vengeance. Mm. God does seem to do that mm-hmm. in certain way. He, he deals with. So what? How come mm. we we are told not to? Mm-hmm. And um, I think it, a simple answer that I hope would help is that um, what Jesus is command is speaking against here is not the right exercising of justice. Um, he's talking against the. 
um, personal, just like Susie's saying, the, 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 when our personal honour, our personal uh, interests are, um, call, call us to want to make a sort of a sinful reaction, which is not really about the justice of the issue. Mm-hmm. It's about, um, it is about selfishness. It comes out of, of hatred and, and pride and those kinds of motives that are, that are uh, sinister. You know, they're dark, they're negative in scripture and, uh, and they don't reflect the way that God handles wickedness. So, so when God deals with, with sin, it isn't because he's, he's losing his temper um, uh, and you know, he just kind of can't control his, his rage. He's just, ah. But but no, there's there's a there's actually the Bible says he's slow to anger. He he's he's not kind of controlled by those emotions in the way that we can be. Um, he's not he's not driven by that kind of pettiness or selfishness. Um, he's actually w- wanting justice, often at, at his own expense in a sense. You know, so um, I, I, it's a it's a different kind of thing altogether, mm. and we're not called on to make that justice. You know, that, that justice is his to bring, yeah. vengeance is his yeah. to bring, and so when we start to say, "Well, it's, I, I, someone's got to do something about it," I'm going to maybe, maybe, but but more often than not, what what's going on really is our own personal yeah. interest. I guess there's the well, there's the psalm after which which David wrote after. Bechiba and losing his son, where he says, mm. "Against you and you alone, O Lord, have I sinned," mm. uh, yeah. implying that even justice against us is actually injustice. Injustice against us is actually injustice against God. Mm. Mm. Um, he takes mm. it a lot more seriously, and so in some ways, relinquish the one or abdic- abdicate your desire and your yeah. your ownership of giving justice to someone who's far more capable of yeah uh, of justice. Yeah, it's hurt him as much as it's yeah, hurt yeah, him. Yeah. It's hurt him more in a sense. Yeah. So. so that's a good, and he's that's a far really more point. capable of fixing it. Wow, that's which, powerful. Which he did mm. not by directly. I mean, sometimes yeah, but not by directly inflicting mm. vengeance on the individual, but by punishing his own son as yeah. a propitiation. So, so that I mean, that's that's the kind of theology of it, and the mm. reality when it when we're called into it, it is obviously going to be pain in it. It's mm. not a light thing, so it's easier for me to sit here eating chicken and, and saying, <laughs> "This is what we should do." But, but the, to follow Jesus down this route is definitely to embrace. Cross, but it's still ultimately for our better. Because mm-hmm. if you if you live in a place of hatred, and that's gonna, that's going to chain you up way more mm-hmm. than um, than just taking that big step. Yeah. Did everybody do? I know we had it in different sites and different people doing the message. The the story from Cory Ten Boom. That was, so that was so powerful. So on that subject, because the passage calls us to love our enemies and mm. to bless those who curse you, and mm. um, why why do you think we're called to do that? And how? Because that's mm. pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> to pray for them? Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. One thing that occurs to me is that I think praying for someone who's wronged you is sometimes the way in, mm. into loving them, because you can't always do anything more practical. Um, and, and, and so if, I'm, if, I'm in, if someone hurt me 10 years ago and I'm never going to see him again, but I know that I'm, I'm really still struggling to, to get rid of the bitterness... Mm. There's not much I can do if I'm never going to see them. Uh, you know, they they might live in a different place. I just, you know, it's very difficult to get to. How am I going to deal with this? Well, at least I can pray for them. Mm-hmm. At least I can start by praying for them. 
And, and if they're in power over me, you know, if they're an enemy in that sense, then it's not, again, how can I even approach somebody? Say if I was Corrie Ten Boom in a prison, mm. in an ex, in, in a, you know, an ex, just extermination camp, or, you know, it's horrific to think of, but sometimes praying is the only practical thing you can do. And it's a gateway. I think our hearts get dealt with in prayer. I've personally found that people that I've had to deal with bitterness against, the way that God's helped me to deal with it is by telling me, pray for that person. I remember a friend of mine saying years ago, pray for people who've wronged you as though they are your best friend. Just get on your and just imagine them as your best friend mm. and start praying for them. Just pray, just imagine it and pray and pray and pray. He says, what will happen is gradually you will pray for them with a different attitude it will mm. take some time but you keep praying and your heart will change for yeah. them mm. and so I think actually I think your question's bigger than that because it's I don't think I'm giving the whole answer but it just occurs to me that prayer is often praying for enemies is often the way we start to love enemies yeah. <clears throat> yeah. people quite sarcastically seem to dismiss uh, di- dismiss um, diminish or dismiss dismiss <laughs> to dismiss um, prayer by saying, oh, thoughts and prayers, what does that actually mean? Mm. But you haven't really grasped the power of, of prayer in terms of what it can do to the situation, but also what it can do to you. Because mm. it's not prayer, it's speaking to God. It's it's talking to a heavenly yeah. father yeah. and it's seeking his counsel and seeking mm. his wisdom and seeking his deliverance yeah. in issues. So we must never undermine the value of prayer because people dismiss it saying thoughts and prayers doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, give yourself to pray. I think that the thing that I find helpful is, I don't think it's in this verse, but the, the one which says, love your neighbor as yourself. I know this is neighbors and, and enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible seems to, to suggest, lo- learn how to love yourself. And so even when you pray for yourself, mm. and you forgive yourself, and you look after yourself, and you feed and nourish yourself, um, you know how, you begin to learn how to then reciprocate that love towards your neighbors, and I guess, through this first, your, your enemies. So mm-hmm. as, as you just, even when, when I pray for, for myself and by extension my family, there's an earnestness and, and a passion with which I pray, which comes from me selfishly desiring God to bless me. Um, I think there's just a, the only thing I'd say on that that is, in, I think, a caveat, like a kind of just a protection. You just thing. want to t- tell me off and say, no, you yeah. just yeah, you basically, just said yeah, you're in you desperate error. Wow. And, and, uh, and this and might be our pleasure. last season of Life yeah. Hunter as well. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get funding for the final season. <laughs> No, the the um, the only thing I'd say is, when Jesus says love your enemies as you love yourself, and and in fact that goes back to Leviticus, and um, it's it's there's a kind of assumption written in that we do. It's not it, the language of it isn't it can't it doesn't follow that we're commanded to love ourselves. It's more like the assumption is that there's a certain self interest, um, and that that we need to. We, the command is to love other people, mm. and and in the way that you would exp- you would care about yourself. In fact, the way we care about ourselves is in fact affected by sin. So our selfishness is being prodded by that verse mm. a little bit, rather than it's, it's not. The reason I say it is some people I think have, have wrongly interpreted that verse to mean first you must learn to love yourself and spend a few months just doing that. And, and when you've really... I love this Christianity. You've just the, made it miserable for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then when you've really loved yourself, then you can then you can start loving other people, which appeals to our 21st century mm. kind of th- therapeutic, kind True. of like individualistic culture. Uh, but it's not really grounded in the Bible. 
The, the honest truth is someone who's kind of besotted with themselves will usually end up not getting anywhere. They'll end up mm. stuck because they can't move forward. They get yeah. they actually end up almost being mentally less likely to get well. Mm. Whereas somebody who's who's learning to just love people anyway, mm. actually they, they're, they're more likely to get into a place of, of yeah. just security and, yeah. and receiving grace for themselves as well. So, yeah, there's just a, a wow. slight challenge. On there. that challenge and telling off, mm. we have come to the end of our... Time to get that live lunch. Yeah. Thank you so much. See, to... see if we come back. <laughs> see if we come back. We, we will be back with bells on. Loving ourselves or not. Loving See, ourselves. I won't, you, it's got to meet, you've got one next week, though, haven't we? Yeah, we, we are back on. I won't be here. We are next week. Yeah. We are next week. Where are you, Nick? Where are you? You're off to South Africa today? I'm going to a conference. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, New Frontiers leaders uh, for, for uh, talking about church planting. And we, we, could, we could bring live lunch to South Africa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we could. Season finale in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. it get any better than that? I'm, I'm up for it. Let's do it. Listen, you can at least put the, you know, table mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green screen. Yeah, here we are. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Join us next week for our season finale.